Daily Reflections is a new and exciting opportunity to deepen our faith in Jesus and to really allow the gospel message of the day to, to penetrate the very core of our being. My friends, I invite you to allow the Lord of life to, to guide you, to give you the courage to, to live as dynamic disciples. Let's offer this day to the way, truth, and life. Today, we celebrate the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we begin with Judith. You are the highest honor of our race. Together, you are the highest honor of our race. Blessed are you, daughter, by the Most High God, above all the women on earth, and blessed be the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth. Your deed of hope will never be forgotten by those who tell of the might of God. You are the highest honor of our race. Together, you are the highest honor of our race. Our gospel for today is taken from Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 47. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Today we celebrate the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Just a few days after we've celebrated the Immaculate Conception. And I think it's wonderful. You know, we cannot get enough of, of Mary and her importance in our life. I just want to highlight an overview of our Blessed Mother. Who is she really? I think there are four main points about Mary that we as Catholics believe. First, her divine motherhood. Mary is properly called the mother of God because her son, Jesus Christ, is both true God and true man. And our Lord never renounced either of his two natures from his incarnation. True God, true man. Second, her perpetual virginity. You know, the incarnation of Jesus did not mar the virginity of Mary. God preserved her virginity before, during, and after the birth of Christ. She remained a virgin for life. Third, in Mary, God prepared a dwelling place for the incarnation of Jesus. At the first moment of her conception in the womb of her mother, St. Anne Mary was preserved, free from all stain of original sin. Fourth, Mary, being the immaculate and ever-virgin mother of God, after finishing the course of her life on earth, was taken body and soul to heaven. 
free from the stain of original sin, her, her body was not subject to decay. However, it's important to note that her assumption is different from the ascension of Jesus. Jesus ascended on his own. Mary was raised. God raised her. So these four important facts about Mary, I think, help us understand who she really is. And throughout the history of the faith, Mary has made her motherly presence known by appearing to believers throughout the world. And in doing so, she shares moving messages, prayerful devotions, personal healing, and miraculous phenomena, all infused with religious relevance and cultural connections. You know, I think of the gospel that we um, heard today, you know. Mary is always wanting to greet others, to, to share the, the glory of God. She visits Elizabeth. What a powerful encounter. And throughout history, Mary continues to visit God's people. Each Marian apparition is unique to its local society, faith community, and native culture. Mary's countenance and clothing take on various expressions and symbolism to reflect the intent of her visit the faith context of her audience, where they're at in the cultural, political environment of, of a particular time. I think of Our Lady of Knock in Ireland, Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal, Our Lady of Gerswald in Poland, Our Lady of Levang in Vietnam, Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico. All of this demonstrates the diversity of Mary's presence as she aims to, to move hearts and minds towards Jesus. But there's only one Mary. There's only one Mary. And her desire to greet us where we are is a real sign that she recognizes our diversity, a real sign of how much she loves us and wants us to come to Christ seeking to communicate directly with the world. Mary, I feel, adapts to the local culture and faith communities of those to whom she appears through the behavior, wishes, miracles, visions that she reveals. The religious and social nuances of the Marian apparition speak to the maternal understanding and divine revelation, the divine relationship of Mary with her spiritual children. So the apparition of Guadalupe was a reconciling sign between two peoples who were in conflict on the continent, the Indians and the Spanish. It became a point of communication between the two cultures and their two civilizations. The Christian leaven passed by this fact into Latin America. And it is in this crucible that the new Latin American identity was born. This sign continues to radiate as a sign of hope and invitation to prayer. So personally, I, I need Mary in my life. She's the first disciple, the first missionary to go out and to announce the good news. I need Mary because I realize that it is possible to say yes to God's call. It's possible. She's the new Eve 
When Adam and Eve said no, Mary said yes. She did not allow Satan to have the last word. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Mary is so much more than a rock star that we celebrate once a year and shout out, Viva! No, she's much more than that. She brings us together. She brings us to Christ. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.